Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. So let's get started. And remember, it's not my fault. I come from a small town, if you don't remember. In a small town, hunting season is a big deal. We, as a family, had a hunting excursion every year. And this was something that was sent down from, I would say, my grandfather. Maybe his father, I, I don't know. Uh, but it was a it was a normal thing that we did every year. We would go hunting, and we would try to harvest uh, a white-tailed deer, small game, and we used it. We didn't mount it. We would eat it. Was it our only food source? No way. It wasn't. wasn't it's nothing like that. It's just hunting. It was kind of a family tradition, a family exercise, family good time. Well, my mother didn't hunt, but my father and my brother and I did. So this is kind of the, the you know, where it went, it's evolved to. Uh, it kind of stopped with me and my brother and my father. My sons don't hunt. Uh, my brother's son does hunt. Uh, his daughter does not. So it's still here, but it's not like the family unit going out and doing it. It's it, That has changed. You know, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a tradition you know, a badge of honor with the family. There were some some rituals we did. You know, you always got a, a, a one-pound chocolate candy bar. And um, my mother would buy this for the family. We would break it up. We would keep it in our hunting clothes the first day of hunting season. Something we did. Just, you know, the way it was with life. I didn't think twice about it. In today's world, that's probably not the case. A lot of people don't like hunting, hunters, hunting season don't like to harvest animals, don't like to eat animals, all right? That's that's fine. That's everybody's to their own. I, I'm not a vegetarian. I do eat animals. That's me. Again, kind of a family thing, and, and, and we loved it. We looked forward to it, and we wouldn't be able to sleep the night before whitetail buck season. Just would not be able to do it. It was a really, really exciting time for us as a family. Okay, this is a family thing. We also went fishing. We also went to other functions of outdoor activities. We always did. We always always were a family, a, a cohesive family when this happened. A lot of times mom didn't want to do it, but that was her choice. And I said, this is this hunting has been passed down from grandfather, maybe his father, I'm not sure. So how you know how do you do how do you hunt? Well, back then, and uh, I, I have to apologize. It's probably been 25 years since I've went hunting. I still live in small town USA. I just don't hunt anymore. My my father and brother have passed, so it's it's no longer a family activity for me, and and therefore I've kind of lost interest in it. I'm not against it. I'm just I don't do it because my family, my sons Buck and Chuck, don't care to hunt. Uh, my brother and I, we did hunt after my my father passed. Doesn't happen anymore. For whatever reason, we just kind of fell off of it. But 
we would what we used to do, like I said, we'd be all excited. We would go out and what was just the three of us. Sometimes we would be with other people we knew in our small town and, and you had to have a roster and we'd all sign the roster and you had to talk about the types of, of um, weapons you were using and you had to talk about your, your age and your hunt license number, that kind of stuff. Uh, and you had this roster. There was Again, at this time, it may be different now, years later, uh, there was a maximum allowable of 25 people to be on the roster. We never had that many people on the roster, but we did have a roster when you were over, uh, the number escapes me, I think it was 10, maybe. If you had 10 or more people hunting together. And when you had that many people, they would, uh, you know, they would, they would work in tandem. There would be two groups of people, what we would call the watchers and what we would call the drivers. So how did this work? Uh, you pick a point uh, someplace in, in the wilderness. Uh, maybe it was flanked by a road <clears throat> or flanked by a stream and it was really heavy, thick brush or, you know, heavy pine trees or, or whatever it was, you know, laurel, mountain laurel. And so at one side of it, you would put people standing around watching this area. At the other side of it, you would have people, the drivers. Now the drivers would go and, and walk through this area. They'd make a lot of noise just to make the deer stand up and run. And the deer will run away from the noise. That means they're going to run towards the people who are the watchers. Now, obviously, the watchers can't shoot at the drivers, okay? You have to be careful of this. Uh, it's not something that that uh, you just willy-nilly do. You you think about it, you know, when you're a young hunter and have never done this, you're not alone. Um, you're not trying to hurt people. You're trying to have a shot, a, a time, a, an opportunity to harvest a buck. So that's, you know, that's one form of hunting. There's another form of hunting. Uh, we as a family call it pot hunting. Now, that's where you would just walk out into the wilderness and stand, sit, climb a tree, uh, and, and stand. You're not allowed to be camouflaged. Uh, again, back when I was doing this, you would stay there and, and you know, you would, you would position yourself in a place where you would know the game was going to travel. You know, white-tailed deer are basically nocturnal animals to me. Uh, I don't know if they're legitimately classified as a nocturnal animal or not, but to me they are. So that means if you're going to do this pot hunting, you know, first thing in the morning at daylight, because you can't hunt after, before daylight, is when you're going to see these, these uh, deer moving on their own. Or the last hour before of daylight before darkness, these, these deer are going to be moving on their own. And you want to have yourself positioned in the right place to have an opportunity to harvest an animal. So that's the general form of how to hunt. There's many other ways and things have changed. Equipment have changed. It's different. Okay. It's different for me now. I, I think back and I have really fond memories of all this. I mean, I was a horrible shot with a, with a rifle. My father and my brother were excellent shots with rifles. I mean, they could outdo me, you know, 10 to 1 on any scenario. Make no bones about it. You know, my father was a great shot. My, my brother was a great shot. My grandfather was better than the both of them. So that brings me to my grandfather. Kind of the lineage. I'm, I'm working from present day backwards and how all this happens. So my grandfather. My grandfather didn't always do things legally. And this was many, many years ago before there were 
uh, let's just say before there were lots of people hunting and, and watching what you were doing and, and there were really kind of no rules, no limits, no laws, my grandfather, and it, was, it wasn't legal back when he was doing it, would go out and spot deer. Now, this is a time when my grandfather needed this venison, this, this deer, to survive. They had no protein to put on the table. This was their only form of protein. He needed to have meat, so he would go out at night with a spotlight. Now remember, deer, white-tailed deer are nocturnal, in my opinion. Put a spotlight on them, and he would shoot them and kill them. Okay, that's not legal. It wasn't legal then. It's not legal now. But it happened. It was a way to survive with my grandfather. You know, he had uh, four kids, my father, my uncle, and I had two aunts. And my grandmother, uh, that's just the way it was. It was. There were no big bones about it. It happened. And my grandfather also hunted legally. My grandfather was, you know, you hear the, you hear the term today, big game hunter, right? Or, or, or whatever. I, I, I don't even, I don't follow it, so I don't exactly know the, the, the correct terminology. But my grandfather, he would go basically what you would call the United States safari. Many times he just, you know, he, was, he owned a trucking company and he decided it was time to go hunting this fall. Well, he had contacts all over the United States. He would call them up, say, look, I'm coming out. He would get in his car and he would drive to the West. He hunted a lot in the West. He hunted a lot in, uh, in Canada. And, you know, I can't imagine there were any issues at the border. You know, he's carrying weapons with him and, you know, bringing you know, animals back across international lines. In today's world, that would be a big deal. But back then, it wasn't. My grandfather, he, I mean, he harvested, he was, he had shot a lot of animals. Um, he used every single stitch of meat. Uh, he had to, he used it when he was on safari, he was, he was on the hunt. He would trade, sometimes he would trade the meat for uh, guiding surfaces or for a horse that he had to ride or or whatever. And he wouldn't bring the whole animal home, but he would bring he would bring meat home. Again, just kind of the way it was. My grandfather, huge, huge hunter, fisherman, you name it. He did deep sea fishing, uh, all kinds of fishing, all kinds of hunting. Now, this is my grandfather. I, I mean, I literally lived a city block from him, uh, you know, a fourth of a mile from him in this small town. There were no blocks in this small town. It was just kind of over there. Okay, so... Uh, you know, we called him Pap. You know, he was, he was he was a guy, man. He had stories. He would sit down and he'd tell you stories about his hunting. And, you know, my grandmother would be disgusted because he would make her go with him because he's going to spend, you know, two days in a car. Now, again, he owned a trucking company. He drove truck. He fixed trucks. He, you know, had the business side of the trucking company. It was nothing for him. He's like, look, we're going to the West Coast. Get in. Well, my grandmother didn't like that much, but... She would go sometimes, other times she wouldn't. Uh, I never had the privilege, I wasn't old enough when he was doing this, to go along with him. My father, I don't, I don't know if my father did or not, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of streaky. Um, there's a story about my grandfather, and he had purchased a brand new rifle and, and uh, took it with him several, for several hunts. And he always took a spare rifle. He would take my father's rifle. Um, now this was, you know, kind of later, almost at the end of his hunting career, my grandfather's hunting career. 
Um, and so he wanted to, he wanted to kill a few things. You know, he he had not killed a, a, a certain size black bear. He had not killed a grizzly bear yet. He had not killed a, a, a moose yet. So he was he was hunting for these animals um, and, and hunting hard for them. Well, every time he would go out, and he actually did harvest these things, but I think I remember three or four times that he would go out with his brand new rifle and there was always a problem. So he ended up harvesting these animals, these trophies. Now, these are trophies, okay? Yes, he brought the meat home too, but he had heads mounted, hides mounted, that kind of stuff. This, this was also a trophy for him. Um, he harvested it with my father's rifle. And that was always a, a point of contention with, between my grandfather and my father. They would rib each other about it. And you can imagine, it's a family deal, right? You know, look, you, you bought a brand new gun. You can't shoot anything. You're using my old piece of crap, you know, gun. And, and my rifle's not good enough for you, but boy, it's taken a lot of trophies for you. You know, so forth. You can imagine the, the haggling back and forth and how it goes. My grandfather, in his later years, he actually uh, got a permit because, I, you know, he just couldn't. Now, this is when I was a young man. I remember this. Yeah, you know, he couldn't go out in the woods and, and hunt anymore. That he was allowed to carry a rifle in a vehicle. You had a permit for this. So this is not allowed by anybody else. Okay, you have to be have a specific permit for this, and it's called road hunting. So he stayed in a vehicle. He would drive around through the wilderness, and he would he would find um, you know a deer or whatever. He would shoot it out of the car. You're not allowed to shoot a weapon out of a car during hunting season. Okay, that's a no-no. You don't do this, all right? Never. I mean, this is no, no, you don't do it. It's called road hunting, okay? Not a road kill, okay? Now, you've heard this term road kill, right? And it's it's a, a derogatory thing sometimes or whatever, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> well, listen, you know, road kill venison is not a bad thing. I'm guilty of it, driving down the road, and especially in the when the deer are in rut, and that's, the deer's mating season, they get a little crazy. Or during hunting season, deer get a little crazy. They run out across the road. They get hit with a vehicle. And they're laying alongside the road. I have several times been driving down the road and found a roadkill. Now, here's the thing. Here's the kid. If you're really looking for a roadkill that you're going to take home, all right, you see if it's still steaming. Because most of the time it'll be cold. When it's rut or in hunting seasons, it's fairly cold. So if it's steaming, if you can see steam coming off of it, you stop. Okay. Look, it might sound weird. It might sound stupid. It might sound gross to you, but this is what happened in my life. Okay, years ago, my father, my grandfather, me, my brother, we're driving down the road. There's a roadkill. Now you get out after you see it steaming. You get out and say, "Oh, it's just too badly damaged. I can't salvage any meat off of this." Remember, my family, we're looking for protein. This is a source, a food source for us. This is not necessarily a sport. Okay. It is a food source for us. It's not our only f- food source, but it is one. The roadkill. Well, so you, you see a roadkill, you know, you you dress it there along the road. Dressing is when you would you know take the in- insides out of the animals. Sometimes you know, people would skin them while they're laying there, depending on how they're going to carry it. They put Then you have to put it in a vehicle and take it home. Think about that. What kind of vehicle are you driving? Well, if we, I was driving mom's car... No roadkills going in her car, but pretty much any other vehicle, you could blit this thing. Look, there's body fluids and blood and everything. It's still on it. There's hair. You know, you put this in the car, you're going to leave a mark. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to gross anybody out. This is the way it was. This is a way of life. You cannot road hunt. Okay. 
like I said, my grandfather did at the end of his life. My grandfather was looking for food, all right? He grew up, he had 17 brothers, or excuse me, there were 18 kids. Okay, my grandfather was one of 17 boys, and there was one girl. He had one sister. To give some perspective on this, a family of 18 children. My father is older by five years than one of his uncles. Think about that concept. It's a big family. My great-grandmother was having children many, many years, okay? My dad's older than his uncle, one of his uncles, not the other 16. But these these guys were hunters, man. Oh, my God, they're hunters. Uh, they actually had a plane, and it had a little airstrip, a little... I don't know what kind of a plane it was. I saw the plane, but it wasn't flying when I was... I saw a little kid... Um, there was a little hangar there behind my house, and there was an, an airstrip. The airstrip, you know, you think of airstrips being straight. Well, this one had a big curve to it. Don't ask me how you landed or took off from it, but you did. They would get in a plane. They would go to place X. And, you know, it's not uncommon for me to get up on a, on a Saturday morning, hear the plane landing, and they'd be coming off, and they'd have, you'd have king crab legs, or they'd have coho salmon, or they would have... Some type of a, a, you know, a deer, an elk or something. They just went hunting. They went fishing. That's the way my grandfather's family was. Who all had pilot license? I don't know. This is way they were. Okay, they're not a wealthy family, but they're a family of means. They get stuff done. They're very practical. Yeah, group of, of people hunting, right? Harvesting animals, eating them, okay? I said, it's a family tradition, the first time I ever harvested a wild animal, uh, it was a grouse. It was a you know it's basically the size of a chicken, a small chicken. Uh, my father would drive to work every day at three o'clock. I I was twelve years old. You know I was of hunting age. Uh, one day my father, you know, I waved goodbye to him because I get home from school and I sometimes would pass him in the driveway. I'd wave goodbye to him. Well, I went into the house and all of a sudden Dad pulls back in and says, um, "Hey Max, man, come on, get in the car." Okay, well, it wasn't a car. It was a, it was a Jeep. It was a 1941 Willys Jeep. Um, so I get in this Jeep. I said, what are we doing? He says, oh, you got, get your gun. So I had a little, you know, single shot 410. I got my gun. It's like, what are we doing, Dad? He said, just get in the car. Be quiet. So I did. I'm going down the road. And Dad's like, now look, you have to get out of the car and you have to walk away from the car. I forget how many feet there was. You have to be away from the road in order to shoot. shoot. Uh, again, it's been a while. Anyway, so dad pulls up and he says, now you look in there. See, there's, now these, what a grouse does is it was a little bit of a wet day. They don't want to fly. They don't want to move. All right. Silence and camouflage is their means of survival. They nest on the ground, I think. Um, Anyways, this grouse was sitting on the ground. It was looking at us. Dad says, go. Shoot. And I did. I harvested my very, very first animal. It was, it was a bird. It was a grouse. I was very proud. Not a big deal to some people. Big deal to me because I remember it. You know, I remember these things with my father very, very vividly, like, like it was yesterday. <sighs> you know, what can I say? You know, it's not uncommon for this type of thing to happen in my family, especially with my grandfather's brothers and himself. Grandfather's sister never hunted to the best of my knowledge. This is a story. Now, this is a, that, that's my story, okay? That's a story about me and my family and hunting, okay? 
This is a story that was told to me by my father. And I, I have to repeat it, although it's not something that's part of my autobiography or, 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 or something that's happened to me directly. I cannot believe this story. My father has 17, 16 uncles and an aunt. Well, one of my father's uncles, one of my grandfather's brothers, not only did he have a plane, another one owned a, a company that was a trucking, was a school bus company where they drove ch- kids to and from work, excuse me, to and from school. He had this school bus company. So my father would ride on the school bus with his uncle. My dad's past, like I said, 20 plus years ago. He was a young man. I can't even put a time frame on this. But I know it shouldn't have been happening. Okay, it just was, shouldn't have been happening. Uh, so as the story goes, my father tell, told to me, I'm now telling to my children, you know, via this podcast, he's in the bus. Well, my dad's uncle, yeah, my dad's uncle who drove the bus would carry a weapon on a school bus. Think about that. He had a weapon. He was road hunting. Well, remember road hunting where you're allowed to shoot a, an animal out of your car? You're not allowed to shoot a deer or any animal out of a school bus filled with children. I don't know how this is possible. So my father and going to school. My grandfather's road hunting. All of a sudden, he sees a really nice deer. He pulls the school bus over, rolls the window down sticks the gun out and shoots it and kills it. Says to my father, get out, go down there, bring it out to the road, have it dressed by the time it gets here. I'll pick you on the, pick you up on the way back from school for my drop these kids off at school. Well, dad says, I didn't think twice about it. He just shot a deer. Okay, now I'm picturing in my mind, 25, 60 children on a bus, a school bus on the way to school. This guy sticks a gun out of the window, stops the bus, sticks a gun out of the window, shoots a deer, tells my father to get out and you know dress it, field dress it, and get it to the road. He'll pick it up when he returns. There's nothing about this story. It's not a lawsuit today, okay? There's nothing about this story that is positive today. So, Dad does exactly as his uncle instructed him. Uncle comes back with the school bus now says, okay, let's throw it in. I don't know. Dad didn't, I can't remember. I think he told me where in a bus they put it in, if it was the side door or the back door. I don't know. But they throw this bloody corpse of a deer into a school bus. Gets in, they drive home. Okay. I thought that was weird enough. Family were very, very much um, about getting an education and uh, I said, so how did you get back to school, Dad? I knew that my father was not allowed to miss school. I wasn't allowed to miss school. My brother wasn't allowed. It's a big deal. You go to school. You do well in school because this is going to benefit you. This education is a huge part of your life. You cannot miss any time there. Dad said, oh, that, that's fine. It didn't matter because I, I had to clean the bus out. Right? I had to wash all the blood out of the bus so my dad's uncle could bring the kids home and Send them back to their house, right? Get them off the school bus. I said, well, why aren't you going to school? He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's okay, you know, because I was cleaning the bus up and and, uh, my uncle had shot this deer. It's okay if I miss school that day. So the only reason you're allowed to miss school when you were a kid was when your uncle shot a deer illegally out of the school bus? 
nothing, nothing makes sense to me about this story. Again, it's not my story. It has come from my father. I, I believe my father would not lie to me. Maybe he has taken some artistic interpretations of what happened. All right, he was a little boy. Who knows? It's a hunting family. It's a tradition ingrained long ago into the family. It looks like it's stopped here now, though, with my generation. That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tales Max signing off. It's not my...